when players actually had weapons, it was going to the club. You know, most clubs are downtown, the arena's downtown. So they'll go downtown, put their guns in the locker room, go to the club. The likelihood of them getting one of the big time free agents, Kevin Durant, no. Uh, I think he's gonna be the next LeBron, if not better. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Up first, Chris Broussard joins Skip and Shannon to break down the Warriors' 31-point collapse to the Clippers. Chris Broussard, you were here yesterday to talk about this matchup, mm -hmm. and now I got to ask you, how much trouble, if any, is Golden State in? They're in no trouble. I mean, not, not in this series. No, not even a little bit. Look, first, let me talk about Boogie Cousins. Uh, and I do think the players really care about him. Mm -hmm. I think they're pulling for him. This is an all-star mm -hmm. player who's I agree. coming back from injury. Oh, so sure. I think that bothers them a little bit. It didn't hurt them last night because he got hurt early. They ended up going up by 31, so they were fine. But I think going forward, they feel for him. That said, I don't think they'll miss him at all going okay. forward. I, defensively, even though he was playing hard defense and he was doing his best, they're going to be probably better defensively without him. Kevon Looney mm -hmm. is a better defender. Bogut. And, Bogut, yeah. And I even think offensively at times lately, they might have been going through him a little too much because it takes away from all what that they, they do, do otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think they'll be fine without Boogie going forward. I think last night they got complacent, which they're, they're known to do. Yes. You know, I mean, they, get, they got up 31. They start clowning. They think it's over. They get, out of, they get their game face off. And next thing you know, give the Clippers credit. They keep coming at you. And they got it going. Lou Williams got it going. And the, the uh, Warriors just couldn't get it back. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all last night was. I, I do have to give props to Patrick Beverly. Because I have always said for what is Kevin Durant in his 12th year, maybe? Yes. The, for his entire career, I have felt like he is unguardable. Unguardable. Like, you just do your best and hope he misses. Wow. But, but if he misses, like, you're not going to stop him. He's just going to miss. Patrick Beverly is stopping him. He is locking him up. He, he's holding him. He's, he's only taking 12 shots a game in these first two games. Obviously, he got him ejected. He, I didn't think he was in the Durant's head. Durant was kind of smiling and clapping when he got ejected. But he, look, when you have a small guy who can get up in your legs and get up underneath you, like, everybody's like, well, why don't Durant just shoot up over him? Durant likes to shoot off the dribble. Mm -hmm. But he's so up in Durant that right. he can't really dribble effectively mm -hmm. and pull up in a comfort zone or in rhythm. And then Durant, even though he can post, that's not his strength. He doesn't really want to go down there all the right. time. And so he's not exposing him in the post. And he, I mean, Durant, nine turnovers, only eight field goal attempts. He is getting in his head. And what I'm saying is the problem is not going to be this series, but potentially in the next series against the Rockets. Because, number one, the Rockets are starting to play great defense themselves. Against Utah in game one and late in the season, they play really good defense. We know what they can do offensively. 
But if P.J. Tucker mm -hmm. can take a page out of Patrick Beverly's book, now he's not as quick as him. He's not going to be able to get up in Durant like that. But he's stronger and he's bigger. So if he can maybe take some notes from what Patrick Beverly is doing, uh, they could make this thing really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I would favor the Warriors, but I think the Rockets, uh, it's going to be a knockdown drag-out second mm. round. Pat Beverly walking him out. You, you got guys, to remain, you're, remain you're silent. Both missing the points. Anything you say can and will be used to get points. you the court of law. You have the right to an attorney. You cannot afford one. <laughs> Go ahead, take it away, Skip. I'm going to let you have it. you going to let me have yep. it? <laughs> to your point about Kevin Durant, it's not just Patrick Beverly. As soon as the ball touches Kevin's hands, the second defender runs at him. I didn't see no so second defender in that I, one, Chris. I saw, I saw it all night long. I watched the whole game after I went to sleep. Then I got up and watched the second half this morning. <laughs> Shocked because I gave up on the game at halftime. <laughs> I did win another bet with him. <laughs> That's okay. So the point was, Kevin was raving at shoot-around yesterday, bragging about how he loves it when they run the second defender, because I love to share the basketball. I love to play beautiful basketball, and I love to kick it to the weak side to our open shooters, because we got all kinds of shooters, blah, 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 blah. And last night, he's trying. he became a standstill feet on the floor point guard last night, because as soon as the ball touched his hands, it was up to him to find the open shooter and they kept intercepting or knocking down pass after pass he had nine turnovers you're going to lose when your star has nine turnovers and they had what 21 in game one and 22 last night that's 43 turnovers in two home games that is wrong. Well, they're careless with the ball. Right? They've always yeah, they've been careless. Always. You remember that's, Game that's 7? Their, well, this that's year. The NBA in, Finals. During, during the year this year, they tied for 21st in turnovers. So, there you they're go. They're normally good with Now, what have I told you all year long? Bad sign, bad sign, bad sign. They lost six home games by 20-plus points. Yep. They lost two of those six by 30-plus points. That is just wrong. You can't tell me that's championship medal. There, there's something f deep flawed in this team's psyche right now where we saw a microcosm of that because they get up by 31 points with seven minutes left in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. They get outscored all the way home 72 to 37. On your home court, I'm, it's a flaw. It, it's a huge, blinking, red, bad sign yep. that something's wrong at the, at the core of this basketball team. Mm -hmm. It was up to Kevin and then your two-time MVP, Steph Curry, to say no because you're right. They took their game face off. And Steph, I love Steph Curry, but he just hot dogs all night long and he's beating his chest. And what was he yelling? The I'm a bad boy. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. And he's playing with his mouth guard. And he's just, right, right, just right, after right. a while, I yep. just say, stop it. Just play. <laughs> and last night when it was time to play, and I've said this repeatedly about him, he comes up small a lot in big clutch situations. And that was a time when they needed to slam the door. And in the fourth quarter, he shot two for nine. And he got his open look. He got Montrez Harrell switched on him. Mm -hmm. And he, he pump fakes him. And he gets a wide open look to win the basketball game. And he missed it. And he misses a lot really of It wasn't really wide open. No, but Harrell got his right. hand up. But, but again, it, for him, the shots he makes, he come on. He I hit mean, the big mean, one earlier, right before that. Seconds, right, but that right. ain't this one. Right. This is for all the marbles. And this is for this series. You're going to slam the door shut. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now they're going to have to go to L.A., and they're going to have to fight with this team. And I'm talking about knockdown, drag out. It gets physical. It gets crazy. 
The crowd's going to be crazy. Steve Ballmer's going to be crazier than any fan in the crowd. And it's going to be a dogfight because little, you, little pit bull Pat Beverly, he's yeah. going to be all up in him. Mm-hmm. And they're up in the, – they, they got people everywhere who mm-hmm. are just, as Doc has said all year, most resilient team I've ever coached. I think he's having the most fun he's ever had coaching a basketball team. Mm. They are auditioning right now for – Hey, come to LA, but don't join them. Join us. Jo- join the team that shares the building, right? Because look, look what we're doing. Right. Look, look what we're made of. We're made of the right stuff over here. Next, Stephen Jackson joins Nick and Cece to explain why Zion could be the next LeBron. It's funny to hear on it because I was I went uh, watched the game with Jadakus and D Block. It was Jadakus the rap yesterday, and a guy asked me. He's like, um, he still got to prove it. I don't think this kid's gonna be good. I say a blind man can see that this kid is going to be a star in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him. I, I can't wait to see him in the league. I think any team that picks him, uh, I think he's going to be the next LeBron, if not better. I think uh, as far as he might not be able to the skills as far as basketball IQ as LeBron, but as far as body-wise and being ready to play and be an NFL player, I mean, excuse me, NFL, NBA player, I think he's definitely ready right now. You don't have too many kids that come in the league and bodies ready uh, physically to be to be dominant in the NBA. He's definitely ready to so go. What, so as a rookie, when typically rookies come in, they're not the playing weight they want to be. Mm-hmm. They're not as big as they want to be. Chris thinks Zion might want to go in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Might want to slim down a little bit, but he certainly doesn't need to bulk up anymore. His athleticism is, even by NBA standards, top 1%. Right. What are the things that even before he fully learns how to play NBA basketball, you think he's going to be able to instantly do at a high level? Well, what, what C said, for, he, he's going to fine-tune his body, not just lean. Li- not just lose weight, but he's gonna get NBA ready and learn how to and learn how to play in the NBA. But at the same time, he just gotta tune his game up. He can shoot, he can handle, he can do everything. It's just being more confident in the NBA and, and getting in those systems. I don't think he would need to do anything different. Just continue to prepare, continue to work. I think he'll be fine. He's ready to go. This is the thing about offensive basketball in the NBA. You, how do I get to my spot? And when you're in college. You can get to your spot just based on athleticism. Right. Like, I can go over people. I can go around people. I'm stronger, faster, more powerful. But what happens when you go to the NBA, and once you declare to go to the NBA, you got a different set of rules that are going to apply to your game. Because there are going to be times you come on the court, you're not going to be the most athletic. And that will be the first time. His first NBA game where he's not the most athletic, that will be the first game. So now is how do I get to my spot? What's his skill level? Playing above the rim. So he's got to be in great shape, not just because I, I like being in shape, so he can get to his spot, so he can run the court. The more he can run the court, the easier the game is going to be. He can't let defenses set up in half-court defenses to try to get his offensive game going. So his defensive rebound is going to be um, have to have to get better. His ability to play de- um, the passing lane on the defense so he can get steals and get out on the fast break. So I believe he's going to be a special player in the NBA. But how he gets to those spots on the court and then ultimately. When Michael Jordan was leaving North Carolina, people asked the question, what was it? Will he learn to shoot? LeBron James, he was doing an interview. They asked him, LeBron, what do you have to work on going to the NBA? I got, I got to work on my shot. That's what LeBron said. So I'm going to say the same thing to all the other great athletes now. I don't think he's as a great athlete as LeBron because LeBron is 6'9". And LeBron can run like the wind. He has cardio, and LeBron, we knew, was going to take care of his body. Like, we knew LeBron would add another 15 or 20 because his shoulders – he can't do that. So he's got to be able to go down. So LeBron, to me, at 6'9", 
was a better athlete than, than Zion. But the point you were making on LeBron, real quick, you, you interrupted yourself, was on the shooting. That, even That's LeBron what he with said. That, that he needed to improve his shot. Jordan said he needed to improve his shot. And while Zion isn't an incompetent shooter, he needs to be more uh, at least. That's the biggest thing I think he needs to work on in his first few years in the NBA is just become a real more of a realistic threat from three because if they have to stay up on him, his first step is deadly. And the reason that I think his worst-case scenario is throughout his prime 20 points a game, his worst-case scenario is, barring some awful injury, is because he will get six to eight points a game in transition. Mm -hmm. He will get six to eight points a game on the glass. Free throw so, line, too. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now you only need another six to eight points a game in established half-court offense, and you're at 20 points. I also think with Zion... His defense was underrated in college, and I think his weak side and help side defense and the chase down blocks is something typically rookies struggle immensely on the defensive end. I don't think he will. On the defensive end, though, watch him in the post because the things also you have to work on, we missed him. He's got to work on a post game. He needs three post moves. Right sure. now, he don't have a post move. He just drops his foot, and I'm going to elevate over him and um, defending the post because if he's going to be a four, because we don't believe he can play three all the time. He's going to he's going to have to defend some people in the post, and then you don't get a running start to block people's right. shots. Very seldom do you see Zion block someone's shot where he is defending the ball. Mm -hmm. He is typically helping, and if I put him in the post, he's not going to have a chance to be able to help. So that's got to improve immediately. What about all the intangibles, the things we're not talking about? There's going to be new hordes of media wherever he goes. There's going to be all the extraneous things that. Come along with being a sudden superstar in the NBA. There's going to be the interviews and the, the, the shoe sneaker deals mm -hmm. and TV appearances. All of that can distract from what he needs to work out on the court. When you first get into the league, is that is that a huge transition for you to learn? I know he's been famous, right. but he's not going to. He hasn't seen fame like he's going to see when he gets to the NBA. Guys like him, LeBron, they've been dealing with it from since they sophomore year in high school. It's nothing new. This is what they asked for. They, they, they've been preparing for this uh, since their sophomores in high school. LeBron was prepared for it. I think he'll be prepared, too. The biggest thing with him is to find somebody that he can work with this summer to add all these things they talk about, add a couple moves to his game, uh, learn spacing on the pick and roll because he's going to be a pick and pop shooter. All that stuff he's going to have to work on this summer. That's the most important stuff. The media type, he's going to be prepared for that. You, you never know how someone's going to act when they're very young and they become instantly rich. That That's a concern for anybody is you're 20 years old. Here's $20 million, but if there's anywhere... Anyone coming out of school that's ready to be His famous, character. it's him. He dealt with their loss in the tournament great. He's had the spotlight on him since high school. The guy that, not that I'm knocking him at all, that I think that's going to be a bigger transition for is number two pick, John Morant. John Morant wasn't famous in high school. He went to a smaller school. You know what I mean? He didn't have – he wasn't in, on national television twice a week throughout the entire regular season. So that's the guy where the – doesn't yet know his Right. The, that's the guy that transition will be harder for than Zion. I think Jenna is talking, though, we got – stars in the NBA that are struggling with the media coverage. And now we got a guy from South Carolina that spent a half a year at Duke, and we don't think that the, all the optics on the NBA, like, are we really being honest? Kyrie, your boy, struggling with the media. KD, your boy, struggling with the media. <laughs> I would like, say struggling. Well, okay, how to find their image, what they're going to say, all that. Like, they have had issues. So we just can't think that this kid, Man, I mean, he's just as green as can be. Mm -hmm. Now, we like him. 
We hope to be, but there is an adjustment as far as the free time, how he's going to spend his money, who's he going to have around him, an NBA life. All those things, Jenna, that you talked to me about, yes, I'm, I'm concerned about because my brother grew up in the NBA. I had Kareem. Man, I met Kareem when I was a young kid. Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas. I, I had contact with these guys. When I got to the NFL, I struggled on and off the court. I struggled with interviews. And my brother had groomed me, and I was around it my whole life for the most part. So we just can't take that part for granted. That part right there is a hard part to master. Now Chris Broussard is with Jason McIntyre to give the best-case scenario for the Lakers this offseason. The Los Angeles Lakers not in the playoffs, but the biggest story in the NBA Give me your best case scenario for the Lakers this summer and your worst case. Start well, with the best. Realistic obviously. best case. That's where I'm going. Okay. Realistic best case is Anthony Davis. You get Anthony Davis. Uh, sure, you'd love to get Kyrie Irving. You'd love to get Kevin Durant. You'd love to get Kawhi Leonard or Klay Thompson. And if I won, I can throw in, you know, you, you trade for Anthony Davis and you get Klay Thompson. That would be outstanding. I just don't see that happening. So I'm going to say best case scenario, you add Anthony Davis, you get a Marcus Morris from Boston, who's a free free agent who can defend. He's tough. He can shoot. And then wow. you, you add a few more nondescript shooters. Wait, hold on. Was Marcus Morris worst case or part of no, the best I case? mean, I, I'm not saying he's a star. I'm just saying we need shooters. If you're the Lakers, you need shooters. So wow. you got Marcus Morris and some other shooters okay. around Anthony Davis and LeBron James. All right. Hey, I'm want, just being you realistic. You want to give your worst now or you want me to go back? Go ahead and best. I'm going to go ahead and upstage you, okay? Kyrie Irving, good friends with LeBron. We know they ended ugly, but they started talking again. Kyrie Irving struggling in Boston right now. He's been awesome for them. So he's going to be an all-NBA player. I think LeBron uses the power of persuasion, says, Kyrie, man, look at what we did together. We took the and Warriors Kyrie down. says, look at what is going on in Lakerland right and now. Look you don't what's even have a precedent. And look what's going on in Boston. They are a dumpster fire. People Why? expected them Why to win are they a dumpster 60 fire? games. Why are they a dumpster well, fire? That's another question we can get to. But Kyrie says, we were better together, LeBron, as a unit. We took okay, down so the 73-win Warriors. Timeout. We get Kyrie in free agency. Boom, July 1. Now LeBron's got Kyrie Irving as his wingman. They then go to the New Orleans Pelicans and say, look at our roster. Take it all. Any draft pick they you want. They said that before. Okay. We offer it now. Get to the three. Well, Who's hold the on. Big, who you the Celtics cannot offer Jason Tatum after you lose Kyrie. You can't do that and take a swing at Anthony Davis. I believe best case for the Lakers, and it's not out of the realm. They get Kyrie in free agency and trade for Anthony Davis. You have LeBron, AD, Kyrie Irving. That would be a home run, Bruce Oh, sure. You know what, then? Let, let me scrap my argument. Here we go. Best case scenario, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard join LeBron James. And while we're at it, let's trade for Joel Embiid. I mean, really? That's, you that's think they're realistic. getting Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis? Of course. It's not happening. According to your former colleague, Stephen A. Smith, he says Kyrie Irving will Take a meeting with the Lakers. He reported that this week. Of I don't course know if he'll take a meeting. Okay. Does that mean you're getting them? I don't Carmelo know. Carmelo Anthony took a meeting. LaMarcus Aldridge took a meeting. They didn't have LeBron. You got to seal they the deal. They didn't have LeBron when those guys took meetings. That Look, was a joke. I would love franchise. to see a reunion of Kyrie and, and LeBron, although that's not my my favorite move for Kyrie. Uh, well, that's I like to see Kyrie do something else, but – 
I, look, I give you that. What it's percentage a nice chance? Scenario. Give me a percentage chance, Kyrie. Just let's start 0. with Kyrie. Five. Less than one percent. Th- Kyrie th- goes, they to the get goes three. No, no. Just, just start Kyrie. with Kyrie. It's got to be over eight percent. Wow, that's low. Because I'm telling you right now, once you get Kyrie, then it's like take all the number one picks wow, you want. Okay, what's your Kuzma, number? Ingram, what's your whoever. Number? Of course, it's I would the, go at least. On. It's that way whether you get Kyrie or not. Okay, timeout. I will go. Uh, I don't. I'm actually, up, we'll get to that later. I'm but. giving up whoever I have to do to get Anthony Davis. No, I don't know really? because I don't know who else is bidding for Anthony Davis. I don't know what else is on the table. Hold on, Here's, hold on, stop. No, stop right there. Who else is bidding you for You wouldn't AD? give up whatever it takes outside of LeBron James to get Anthony Davis. I want to know who I'm bidding against, Chris. I'm not it giving everything. It doesn't matter. No, because Anthony Davis ain't signing just anywhere. He's not signing anywhere. I get all that. I'm just saying, I'm not saying you start the bidding with, hey, take Kuzma, take Ingram, take Lonzo, take whoever. I'm just saying if it gets to that point, I'll give up whoever because – these players, this group collection together is a mess. Following Gilbert Arenas is with Christine Leahy to dissect his career and his off the court issues. He said, don't be afraid to bring a strap into the locker room just to prove a point. Are you at peace now with everything that's happened or do you still, or will you still hold a grudge against David Stern and the Wizards? No, I'm at peace. You know, I, um, 2010, was the year the Lakers won, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, the excitement of Ron Artest being a champion. You know, he couldn't put his words together. That's, you know, and I've I, I seen an article that says, you know, they brought up the brawl. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What does that, that got to do with him being a champion now? Like, what, what is, like, why are you bringing up his past? Like, he's grown. Like, isn't that the point? to grow, like, how am I going to grow past to keep bringing it up. this incident if you keep trying to bring me back yeah. every time I move forward? Yeah. So fast forward to me, I was angry, you know, I was angry. And then what ended up happening is, it was like, well, if I start making fun of it, the media can't make fun of it anymore because I'm funnier than they will be. So I just started poking fun at myself Mm -hmm. and just basically took the power out of it. Now, you know, when people write, they don't even mention like, oh, the guy who goes to the locker room is like, I can save a baby over here. And they'll be like, yeah, the guy (laughs) who brought a gun to the locker room saved three children. It's like, wait, what? So now it's just funny for me. Yeah, no, and and, I mean, had you not brought guns into the locker room, do you think you'd be a Hall of Famer? No. Because the only reason that anyone knows about guns in the locker room is because I was damaged goods. What you got to remember, if you have, because I'm damaged, I wasn't, I wasn't worth anything anymore. I had four, at that point, I had three knee surgeries in 14 months. Okay. Doctors already told him that I won't be the same player. So there were other people with guns in the locker rooms, is what you're saying? I and came in it, the era where it was normal. Yeah, you I've know, heard. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I know. You know, there's so, you know, it wasn't that, you know, we're shooting people. No, of course not. It was just one of those things that, you know, guys had guns yeah. and lock boxes. That's where lock boxes came from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when when players actually had weapons, it was going to the club. You know, most clubs are yeah. downtown. The arena's downtown. So they'll go downtown, put their guns in the locker room, mm-hmm. go to the club, and then go back to their locker room, go, go home, you know, if it's safe. So 
you will find random guns in locker rooms. Like mm -hmm. if they did a sweep right now, yes. If they did a sweep right now, right to this day, you will find at least five to ten guns in cars in the arenas. It's wow. Just, it's just something that. What about in the locker room? I'm. I don't see anyone being that stupid. But you're not allowed to bring guns in the locker room now. Eh. What if you have a license? You don't know. That's what I'm saying. But you know now you I've got. I've seen it. You got lot. Also, you, yeah. you recently. Yeah. <laughs> we can say it. But okay, so you've seen it. Like, yeah. So the theory of you know, oh he did something. It's it's our workplace. It's it's our home to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like so you spend will, a lot of time there. Yeah, you spend so much time there. So you'll see you know from. Extra cell phones. <laughs> extra, oh, extra cell phones? Extra, really? Extra, like two, three, bat yeah, phone, yeah, this bat, phone. yeah, you'll see that all stuffed in a locker, jewelry in a locker, jewelry box in lockers. Like, that's where we, that's our, you know, that's, we spend more time there than sometimes at home. That's true. You know, so I'm, so I'm sure you've probably seen, so. So you're at peace with it. Yeah. Coming up, Gilbert Arenas heats things up in our first in 10 questions. It is time now for first in 10. First current or former player you would have loved to play with during your career? LeBron. Oh, like actual teammates? Yeah. With LeBron? Yeah. A lot of guys say they don't want to play with LeBron. Why? I mean, most guys, are not, most guys are not killers. So I'm a killer, so I compliment Oof. him. Okay. First thing you need to know about basketball games at carnivals? It's rigged. No, it's not. Yeah, and they make the basket like really like, like so you really have to swish it so if it hits any of the rim it's really like you should be good at that though oh i want a lot of toys because i rate it because i shoot from the side <laughs> <laughs> first piece of advice you gave kevin durant play your game you know it's 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 about you know who you are not what they think you want to be you know it's you know just go out there be kevin durant you don't need to be who you who they think you should be first piece of advice you would give lebron james He's the king. We can't give you can give him advice. Yeah, give advice to the king. Um, don't make Space Jam two. What? I would give him that advice. We we we, we, we that's what we want. The Space Why? Jam guys want that. Wh no, the Space Jam guys don't want that. Michael Jordan was the Space Jam. I don't want LeBron getting in the Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, you can't. No, you can't make it better than that. We don't know yet. We're gonna see who his cast is. I mean, LeBron puts on good cast members, so the, the supporting actors might be a little bit better than Jordan's was. First reaction when 2 Chains name dropped you on Spend It? Uh, not really. Like, I was still in that, I was still in the, I, I was still in that angry mode. Okay. So when Jay-Z did it, 2 Chains did it, it wasn't really, like, I enjoy the song now. Okay, but you didn't like it then? I didn't like Why? it then. Because it was like, <laughs> Okay. I mean, listen, if 2 Chains or Jay-Z ever name-dropped me on a song, like, I was in the background of a Lil Wayne video one time, and it made my whole year. Like, I know, I'm like, I was, I was happy, like, because, you know, but it was still like, ah, okay. come on, All right, guys. all right, listen, you know, because you get to get name-dropped all the time, it's not such yeah. a big deal. Like, like, Lil Lucifer did it, too. Yeah. And, you know, but I'm, like, my kids is like, yeah, you're like, been yeah. there, done that. Yeah, guns, did it, yeah, we did. Like, you know, I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Chris Broussard is back with Skip and Shan to dissect the Lakers coaching search and explain who is really running the organization. Uh, Chris, should the Lakers hire someone outside of LeBron's circle? No. <laughs> I mean, I understand. 
If you're an agent, you don't want another agent running the team. Mm -hmm. If you're a player, you don't want to feel like you're playing for your boss. Right. So I get that. That that of course I, I understand. Your boss is in LeBron. Be, right. Yeah, like yeah. like a teammate is calling the shots right. and the right. boss. Sure. Okay, I get that. For all of the ugly, uh, ugly, uh, the chance that the players heard this this year, the Lakers players, the worst one. The best one from the fan standpoint, mm -hmm. the worst one from the player standpoint was in Indiana. Brandon Ingram at the free throw line. LeBron's going to trade you. LeBron, like oh, a, a teammate, right? Mm -hmm. So I get where but the Bill, agent. Not worth trading. Right. Oh. That, that was, was second. That was a close second. <laughs> that was a close second. All right. It's hard. Um, that said, here's the, and I agree, like, we've talked about it. Now, the Lakers' orbit is so big, Jerry West and Pat Riley are technically a part of the Lakers' orbit. Yeah. But if you went and got them, they wouldn't be no. guys under LeBron. Right. So I think that's good. I think the Lakers should look at Masai Ujiri yeah. in Toronto. That might help you with Kawhi Leonard, maybe. You know, potentially getting him there. But we talk, it looks like Rob Palinka is running things. Right. So... I, 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 un I agree with a lot of what this agent said. They should go out and start all over. That said, they're not... The likelihood of them getting one of the big-time free agents. Kevin Durant, no. Kawhi Are Leonard... sure no, no, no? Like Very slim, okay. let's say. Okay, very, very slim. slim. Kawhi Leonard, very slim. Kyrie Irving... Like, all these are very slim. They're probably not getting any of these guys anyway. Mm -hmm. Then I look at AD, Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. He wants to play there. He's represented by Rich Paul and Clutch. Mm -hmm. So that's not going to keep him away if he can get there. Mm -mm. Draymond Green, who could be a free agent next summer. And could he get trade? Look, he's with Clutch now. So it wouldn't stop him from wanting to play there. So mm -hmm. I understand where the agent's coming from. But the fact is, if I'm not getting any of these big free agents anyway, okay, then I've got to go ahead and hire somebody that's going to be comfortable with LeBron James. I'm thinking of the coach yeah. right now. Front office, I do agree. You're better off with a front office that obviously LeBron respects, but the front office that's not beholden to LeBron James. So, but I think that's, that's how you got to look. The moment you signed LeBron James, you was married to him for four years. That's in and of its nuts. Married, but he shouldn't be running. No, 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 I'm just saying. I'm saying. But here's the thing. The agent says, my players, but so now the agent is trying to control the situation about what the Lakers do. You don't want the LeBron to control the situation, but you're trying to control the situation from a distance because you're saying they shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. How about the Lakers do what's in the best interest for the Lakers? Whomever the best okay. guy is for the front office job, mm -hmm. the best, if, if Ty Lue is the best guy, guy right. to get the head coaching, so be it. If it's Monty Williams, so be it. Whomever the front office is, I'm for that. But you need to understand, I'm sorry, <clears throat> whomever this agent is, unless your client is Kevin Durant, that's the only guy that's equal to LeBron James that should have some say. Everybody, No one else is equal to LeBron James. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, James Harden is on the contract for the foreseeable future. Giannis is on the contract for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. And they're not going anyway, mm -hmm. anywhere. So whomever's coming up, I get it, Skip. You know, and, and like Chris says, you don't want a situation where I'm playing with a guy, we teammates, oh, this dude might be about to get me up out of here. <laughs> I don't want to feel like that. I get that. But you do understand the superstar player has and always will mm -hmm. have the power yeah. 
to say who comes and goes. Okay. Now, we saw it with Magic. Mm -hmm. When he got his head coach up out of there, they made a decision. That was, that was as far as I can go back remembering where that happened. How many years had Magic been in the league at that point? I think it was second year. His second year, second he got year. West Head fired. Okay. Yep. A championship coach. Okay, wow, LeBron is going into his 16th. So he's 17th. So he deep rooted. Second year, 17th year. Deep, deep, deep. Second year, 17th. Did some deep roots, Skip. So, first of all, I want to congratulate you on the point of points that you made yesterday. W what is Jeannie doing letting the, the quote unquote GM hire the coach without a president? You, you know, you have to let the, you, you go get the president first, especially if you're going to go outside right. the Laker family to get right. the president. Right. If you're not, then I guess it doesn't matter. Okay, here's the question. This is where you and I again part ways. Okay. Is LeBron James entering his 17th NBA season still great enough to merit and warrant the keys to the kingdom, the keys to the franchise? Should, should you bet it all on LeBron going into next year? Because that's the, the essence of the decision that Jeannie Buss has to make. Because if you still say he's that guy and you've told me he will be at least in the hunt for MVP, yes, he'll be an MVP he, candidate he next year yes. and the next. If that's true, then give him the keys to the kingdom. I don't think he will be. I think we saw some diminishing returns from LeBron this year, and we'll see some more next year. So to me, if, I, I think I know Jeannie Buss well enough to know this. I think she's thinking over my dead body will clutch sports run my beloved Lakers because that's where you're heading here. If you give in to every all things LeBron, if you give him Ty Lue, if you give him – Skip, Rich Paul's not going to be the president of basketball operation. Well, I don't know. Well, hell, he, he operates like he well, is. Well, let me ask you a question. What is Rob Palenka? That's Kobe's guy, right? And he's running the Lakers organization. Okay. Former, former right. agent. Okay, right. so we're, we got a That's Kobe a LeBron clash <laughs> going on right now for power. It's like a, even though Kobe's like vacant from the, you know, yes. he's right. an absentee he's behind GM, the but Wizard he's, of Oz. He's still there. Yeah. He is the Wizard of Oz. Nobody sees him, but right. he's right. in, right. in right. charge. You've still got a LeBron-Kobe clash. Right. Well, so is Jeannie going to go outside again? Is she going to go non-LeBron again and say, no, I, I can't give him all the keys to the kingdom at this point? No. Okay? Well, you know I mean? You can give him a key, but you got a duplicate. Okay. But if you... If you go outside and get somebody, I don't know, Pat Riley, I, I don't know, and you bring he in. He has LeBron ties okay. to this agent's point. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that would okay. bother him. What if Pat Riley brings in Eric Spolster to be the new head coach? Let's, let's just do. So you cut bait from everything Laker family. You cut bait from everything LeBron. Now you cut bait from Ty Lu from mm -hmm. the Cleveland connections. And now you have a chance to go get, at least Kevin Durant's going to be open to listening to that because it's not like I'm going to go join LeBron's franchise. But Pat Riley recruited him. He played four years for Pat Riley. He right. played four years for Eric Spolstra. How, so how did they get along, he and Pat? I, I don't know. Not really. Not really. But LeBron, I think, look, he's been away from it now. He, he looks back and says, I won two titles he there. Did. I won, you know, that's more than I won any place else. To Ray Allen, but he did win. <laughs> Don't do that, Skip. See, well, there did. you go. We yeah, had a good Let's conversation. Be about it. Here, when we talk front office, and, and as we think about this with Rob Palenka running it now, he's, he, that, if, if Rob Palenka is not going to be the head mm -hmm. guy, yeah. then what that kind tells me is that this coaching search is just kind of a farce. Okay. That you're hiring Ty Lue regardless. Wow. Because if you if you're uh, if the guy that's going to be running basketball 
is is not there for the coaching hire. Right. That tends to tell me we know we're hiring Ty Lue no matter what. We're just bringing in these other guys to make it look like we're considering other guys and LeBron's not running everything. Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show.